Hello and welcome to Space podcast number seven. Uh, can you believe it's the seventh episode since I started making the podcast last November? Um, I just want to say a massive thank you to everyone who's been listening. We've had over 300 listens altogether for the last six po- podcasts. So don't forget to subscribe. Um, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any a podcasting platform, you can subscribe so you can hear every episode. Um, on the show today, we've got Matson Youth Theatre talking about their recent public performance, which they did on a train uh, from Gloucester to Lydney, which is really exciting. Um, we also have Linda Cohen from Read With Me talking about the amazing work that that organisation does with children in the area learning to read. And um, we also have a local resident, Don, talking about his experience of living in Matson as a child uh, when the Matson estate was actually still quite new. Um, first of all, though, I had a conversation with an amazingly energetic woman called Keisha Kellum, who has set up an organisation called Honour Thy Women Group to support victims of domestic violence. Um, here she is. Well, hello. Um, yeah, my name is Keisha. I'm a Gloucester resident. And basically, we have an organization called Honor Thy Women Group. We support women in our communities against domestic abuse, not only just women, but those who also identify themselves as women. So we offer different things like a drop-in session where they can come have a chat with us, with our peer mentors. Um, we also do creative and well-being workshops where we provide stuff like yoga, therapeutic art, drama, um, just to focus on the mental health and well-being. So making sure that they're getting their life back and, you know, feel free to express themselves. Um, we also look for resources for them. So if they need any support, like funds for food, fuel vouchers, stuff like that. We support them that way as well. So, yeah, that's a bit much us in the nutshell. But, you know, we're just here to support not only our, um, our clients, but also supporting those in the community. So those who need help with food and stuff like that, you know, supporting the community hubs is our big thing. That's, our, that's where we bred that around Gloucester. Okay, and tell me, how and why did you start this organization? Um, because I'm a domestic abuse survivor myself. Um, and I feel like it's a bit quiet for us to support. Yes, we do have the specialist support here, and they're doing a great job. But of course, with the, cra- the cases increasing, it might put be overwhelmed for them having these new cases. So what we fit in the market is we provide a safe space for them to support them and also have this activities that's going on, being a part of different events, so they can see that actually we have some kind of support while they're on a waiting list or while we're mm-hmm. trying to get that support. Because services are pretty stretched, are they? Is, is that Was that your experience? Um, yeah, I mean, it is a bit stretched, and it's just like, you know, sometimes you want to have a quick chat because our hours are from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. So, and not only that, if our peer mentors get a phone call and send it in to speak to someone, I support someone at 3 o'clock in the morning, you know? domestic abuse is not something that happens just a nine to five type thing. It can happen on the weekend. That can happen in the evening. We have our workshops in the evening so people can come to and they go to work. So we're making sure that we are accessible for everyone. So so is it for women, not just in in the kind of first instance, but kind of ongoing support? Yes, very much. It's very ongoing support um, until they feel like they're free and had enough services from them. But not only that, we also can give them a chance to volunteer with us as well. So it's not just going to say, okay, you're done. That's it. No, you want to now come volunteer with us because now you feel like, you know, you want to have your voice. You can do that as well. We want to have the opportunity for them. So do you feel like there's a big need in, in Gloucester? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Not on just Gloucester, Gloucestershire County. And we're going to start in Gloucester, but we 
the rural areas is really important to us because we understand they don't have the accessibility to get the support. If they do, they have to come always to Gloucester for that support. So we want to make sure that we have a space where we can provide for them to have the creative workshops, have peer mentors. So we're going to be recruiting really soon to get those people in to say, look, yes, I've been there before. I want to support mm -hmm. these women as well in my community. So whether it's going to be the Cotswolds, the Forest of Dean, Sirencester, Tewksbury, we want to support everyone. So, um, you're obviously not from Gloucestershire. I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm from America. Um, what brought me here is my partner. And unfortunately, we're not together because of the domestic abuse. Mm -hmm. This is where my domestic abuse had came from while I was here in the UK. Um, it wasn't physical. And this is one thing I want to really point out and bring awareness. It doesn't have to be physical. It can be emotional, financial, psychological, sexual. And this is what I want to point out. You can't look at me and say I've been to domestic abuse because you don't see any visual scars. But I was scarred inside. I was scarred in my head, you know. So we want to make sure that we point out that coercive control is very real. And don't look at the guy saying, oh, that's his personality. No, you understand that he's actually abusing you. So we want to bring that kind of awareness as well. And I've I've spoken to you a lot, like, because we've been on a course together. Yeah. So I've had a few conversations with you. I know you're really passionate about community and how you can help in communities. What 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 is it that communities need to do? I feel like the communities need to get together. Like, my thing is, we have so many different community hubs. Um, and how we can bring the communities together is by having that conversation, maybe having like an open space event. I went to one recently in Churchtown and having everyone in the community come together, speak about how they're going to feed our children through the school holidays and connect families. That was really empowering. I'm thinking like, if we have all the community hubs get together and share some kind of like information of, okay, we know someone in your area that is struggling with this, you know, are you able to support them? Because you got a, a good place like here at the railroad center who does a lot for the community of Matson and you know, how are they, if they, if they got um, clients coming to them for support, how are they able to assist in Quesley? Who are they to contact in Quesley? Um, not only that, we've supported um, different hubs. You know, we've I work at the Primroseville Farm Shop as assistant manager, and I was able to bring like three crates of homegrown rhubarb, some asparagus to those like the lawn table, the who are actually out there feeding these people. Um, I said these people, I shouldn't say that. Who's feeding the community? Um, who people that need it? You know, so you know if anybody can donate food because you know that they, they do that kind of service they should be doing that they do your little part whether it's going to be ongoing or just you feel good knowing that you gave something to the community knowing it's going to feed the community and we have to look at that especially with all the rates are going up like the fuel and you know the um the gas electric you know everything's rising at the moment and some people are still living off minimum wage so they mm. still can't afford it so all these, all these problems really are kind of interconnected and they need a kind of joined up response. Is that yes. what you're trying to say? The voice to be heard. And I feel like, you know, I know I'm not the only one feeling like this. I mean, and that shows we had a really good turnout at the Open Space event. It was so many people there from different places around Gloucester County, not just Gloucester, want to have this kind of um, chat about how we can help out people and how we can support people. And it was different organizations from different around the world, I mean, around the, world, around the communities. It's like, you know, this is what we have in our community. And we was just bouncing off each other, thinking like, this is something we need to have more often. And I think they said they are going to have more open space events like that because they had a really good feedback. So hopefully, watch this space. We can have some more. And if they do, look out for it and, you know, have your voice heard as well. 
And can you just tell me how women can access support through your organization? Yes, so we have a um, website, which is honor.womangroup.org. Um, also, you can contact us on Facebook. We're on all social media. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Um, so anytime you want to contact us for either for support or more information, or if anyone out there wants to have any partnerships to say, okay, let's cohort together, we can do that as well. So you can email us as well at admin at honorthywomangroup.org. Dot org and that's one man with W O M A N. Sometimes we get confused with women, but it's one man W O M A N group dot org. Is there anything else you want to say? Um, no, just like you know, people just continue to look after your community, look after the people, um, and just make sure that you know we do our part as well. You know, make sure if you have to volunteer or whatever you want to do, is have a look after each other. You know, once we do that, we have a better space. So thank you. Okay, so that was Keisha. Um, if you want to get in touch with her, the website address is honorthywomangroup.org or you can give them a call on 07 506 799 412. Um, and also the main agency in Gloucestershire for supporting domestic violence victims is GDAS, gdass.org and you can give them a call on their helpline on 01452 726 570. So next up, um, I had a chat with Linda Cohen from Read With Me. Uh, Read With Me is an organisation which Linda set up a couple of years ago to get volunteers into schools listening to children read. Um, here's Linda to tell us more. Uh, can you tell me a bit about yourself and how um, Read With Me came about? So two years ago, I was running a PR agency and a client had asked me to try and do some work with the community to improve their credentials. So I went and um, talked to the local school to see how we could help. And I thought he'd say, write us a big cheque. And he said, no, the most important thing you can do is bring employees to come and hear the children read. And I saw how successful that was. And so because of the fact I was born in Gloucester and went to King's Hall, I wanted to really bring that to Gloucester. And so two years ago, I set up Read With Me, which is a volunteer organisation. And it's a really simple idea, which is that we go into schools and we hear children read twice a week. And that helps them um, improve their reading, but also gives them a chance to chat, which is good for communication skills. Um, and most of all, their confidence. And quite quickly, um, I realised that the centre of Gloucester was a good place to focus. And we moved into Matson. And then I met Mark Gale from Gloucestershire Gateway Trust and he said, you must concentrate on Matson and nowhere else. And so that's where we've been ever since. So we're in Moat and Robinswood and um, we have volunteers who hear children in every year group. Um, and we're really part of the community now and we attend um, all the community events and we run the Not So Secret Book Club, which we run on Robinswood Hill in all the holidays, which is a free activity for children and yet yeah, we feel very much part of the community and how does reading benefit children reading is the basis of everything really um once a child can learn to read then the whole world opens up to them um and it's not just about english but it's all the other subjects too it helps with their maths it helps with anything they're trying to learn but it just helps with everyday life you know the ability to use the internet the ability to go and pay for your shopping um, the opportunity to read instructions, to make things. Um, you just need to read to be able to catch a bus or get a train. Um, it's really important that it gives children independence um, and it's their future. And um, if people um, listening to this want to get involved, how can they support what you do? 
it's really simple. If you've got an hour a week free um, that you can give, then if you could come along and volunteer, then we'd be really, really glad to see you. And we have sessions every day of the week, in the mornings and in the afternoons, so there's always a time slot that would work. And we give you all the support and training, which is very simple, um, that you would need. And, yeah, it's as straightforward as that, really. And um, is it fun? It's terrific fun because children are funny, aren't they? And there is nothing better than to be able to spend time with children. I mean, every day they make me roar with laughter. They tell you shocking things, interesting things, and it's always a different perspective on everything. Um, and, you know, children in Matson are so talented and they have so much you know possibility so this is you know it's a privilege really to be able to help them achieve that so that was linda from read with me um they are always looking for volunteers so if you want to get involved have a look at their website readwithme.org.uk or email linda at linda at readwithme.org.uk um they're also going to be hosting uh, not so secret book clubs over the summer holidays uh, so check out their Facebook page to find out more about that. Next, I caught up with some children from Matson Youth Theatre Group. It's a weekly group uh, that meets in Matson um, for young people and it's funded by GL4 and Strike Light. And during the last half term, they did a public performance on a train between Gloucester and Nidney. Um, the project was called Us and it was commissioned and funded by Gloucestershire Community Rail Partnership CIC and Cross Country Rail. Uh, so here's me speaking with Kyle and Evie and their participation intern, Alice, uh, at Mat Matson Baptist Church a few weeks ago. I'm here at uh, Matson Youth Theatre Group, which is a group that is uh, run by Strikerlight and GL4. And I have got Kyle and Evie here with me. Hi, guys. Hi. Now, you did a performance last week. Can, can Kyle, can you tell me a little bit about it? We got on a train, sang a load of songs. Well, we did loads. It was really fun. And Evie, what was it about, the performance? Um, it was about a group of dark like train inspectors on a platform, and they're like kind of anti-fun, and they don't like fun, and they're against anything exciting and colourful. So to start off with, we did a little bit where we just like shuffled around, um, and introduced ourselves as the Cross of Doom, and then we got on the train, watched the other group through the train doors, and then we got off the train. We did a little bit just after a gate in like a little walkway, and then we had to run ahead just before a cafe to finish it off, and then after we just got cakes and milkshakes. So Kyle, what was your part? Oh, well, I was one of the inspectors. Uh, it was really fun, what I did. Uh, I had to sing a song, say a load of stuff to the crowd, and then we would all start dancing at the end. And how do you think the audience, what was their response like? From what I heard, um, they all really enjoyed it. And at the end, we did like a conga, and all the other people there were allowed to join in. Um, and I think the majority of the little kids there joined in and they really liked it. So I think everybody liked it, which was our main goal. Tell me a bit about how the theme and how the, how the piece was created. So it started off when Rosie first told us that we were doing this show and we were all quite nervous because we didn't really know what we were doing. But over a while, we started piecing it together and then when we had the final cut, we just started rehearsing it and adding in little bits for everybody 
to do. Um, and then we got to the day where we had to perform it and we did our best at performing it. So what does it give you coming to this group? What do you feel it gives to you? Why is it important to you? Uh, it's important because we can meet up with new people as well as uh, do new activities and be more social. And what about you, Evie? Um, I enjoy coming to the group because I get to see some friends that I don't always see at school because like, I don't always get to see at school all the time. And I just like it because sometimes I get to see people who used to go to my school who are at secondary school and it's nice to catch up with them after a while. Why is the theme important? So the theme that you were talking about was like these inspectors that don't allow fun. I think it kind of really started when I thought of the song, uh, Solomon Grundy song. It was a really funny song and then we started piecing that with all the gloom and doom with all the characters and it just kind of fitted. Well, we just carried on from there. Is there anything else you want to tell me about the performance? The performance was very exciting and I think everybody enjoys themselves and everybody um, could probably say now that they all enjoyed it and they all enjoyed um, just, like, all the little bits that were put in it and... I think it was all just very, very fun in the whole thing. And now we're practising for another show. What's the next show? Um, the next show's Mix and Move, and we're going to do it at our school. So we're going to get practising with that, and then hopefully we'll have it done and we'll just be practising it. And do you think you're going to keep performing and being involved in drama and singing? Um, I hope to, but I'm not sure what... Um, I'm going to do when I go into secondary school, but I'm hoping to join you for as long as I possibly can and hope my sisters do as well. So my name's Alice and I work as the participation intern at Striker Light. So I get involved with all things to do with young people. So that's the weekly youth theatre sessions here in Matson, and then also youth dance company, which happens at the University of Gloucester. So I support the groups, um, basically just make sure that all young people are happy and having a good time. If they've got any problems, they can come to me about it. Yeah, I just help the lead practitioners. Um, so that's one part of the role. And then I also have some more kind of admin hours with Striker Light. So sending emails, communicating with parents, just kind of gaining experience on that side of things, which is really, really interesting and hopefully will yeah, help me in the future. And how did you get into it then? Originally, I started volunteering with GL4. Then an opportunity for an intern opened up with Striker Light and obviously they're like sister companies. And so I went for that role and got it. And that was in... September last year, so I'm coming up to the year of the internship now. Did you grow up in Matson? Are you from this area? So or? I'm from Gloucester. Yeah. Um, and I've always been involved with kind of Amdram, um, always loved dancing, being on the stage. And then I did uh, drama and English at university, came home kind of when COVID was just starting. Then for two years, it was such an awful time for everybody, but obviously for the creative arts especially, it was kind of at a standstill. Um, so I did kind of put a a spanner in the works but luckily we managed to kind of open up again and have performances and and meet in person so it has been amazing and how was it working with these guys on this project uh, they impressed me so much because I was so so proud of them on the performance day um, they took everything in their stride and obviously there was no uh, like dress rehearsal 
there was no practice on the train. So the first time they did the journey, the first time they were on the train was the actual performance with a live audience. Um, so I was nervous, I'm sure they were nervous, but they didn't let it get to them. They were just professional actors. That's how I, I saw them all. So yeah, I'm just so, so proud of them and they all did really well. And that's quite... I mean, I've never seen a performance on the train. Were they, what, down the aisles, kind of... That must be quite a unique performance. Yeah, I've never heard of anything like this before. And it was such an interesting and um, exciting thing to be part of. Um, so on the actual train... So it, we, were, we were one group and we had another group as well. And they were a little bit older. So they took most of the train journey and had their side of the performance. So when they were performing, we were in our own separate carriage and kind of having like a bit of a break and going through lines and stuff and having a little rehearsal. And then we had another bit on the other side. And when the train had stopped, we got off the train and then we were performing down this path in Lydney. And thanks so much, guys, for your time and thanks for talking to me. Thank you. Thank you to Kyle and Evie and Alice. Um, and now, if you or any young people you know would like to get involved in new theatre and find out a bit more about it, you can go to gl4.org.uk slash youth-theatre. Um, there are actually free places available for children living in certain postcode areas and uh, they have groups for children aged 7 to 15. Now, last of all for this episode, I spoke to Matson resident Don um, about living in Matson. He first lived here as a child in the 50s when the estate was first built, and then he came back later in life. And uh, he's talking about his experiences and the community spirit of Matson. I am Mr. Donald Robbins, and I've been a resident in Matson for about 24 years. Born back in the 50s, 57, uh, where my parents uh, were given a flat, which was then... Uh, but it's now called Abbey View. What it was called then, I don't know, but uh, it was obviously Matson Avenue, and we lived in flat number six then. And uh, after a divorce, well, when I got divorced, I was actually given to flat number 12, so I went back to my roots. So your parents, how did they come to live? Because it, it was a new estate. Yeah, obviously, uh, uh, father, my father was in the Navy then. Mother was obviously a housewife. Just after the war, I suppose, in the 50s, uh, they were given a... a opportunity for a council flat in Madsen. What did people think about these new estates? Look, uh, after the war, I think they were, be- they were grateful for anything. Uh, it was given a roof over their head and the opportunities arose. Obviously, the council uh, built their own establishments, obviously went Tony Hill, White City, Madsen, places like that, and then Tuffy obviously came along after. When I was four, we actually moved to Tuffy into uh, Westby Road, uh, which was on another council house, but I was a house. But uh, we lived there for till I was about nine, and Dad obviously progressed through works then and was able to buy his own, own property in Chatsworth Avenue. And what are your memories of like? I mean, you obviously were pretty small. Um, I, was, I was pretty small, but my sister, I, I can remember, we all, we all um, from the flats down on Matson Avenue, we all had friends, obviously, and parties out on the green. Obviously, times were tight, you know, money was tight. And I think uh, they used to take it in turns. Well, obviously, one day, Mum would make the jam sandwiches and bananas, and we'd go, all go sit out there with our mates and have like a little picnic on the green. And then another night, somebody else may have, somebody else's family may have put the sandwiches together. But, you know, obviously, it was bread and jam then, but, and bananas, or if you, if you could have walked it. But, yeah, so so did you feel it, there was a sense of community? Yes, it was a very much a community. Um, where George George Whitfield closest now, that used to be the allotments at the back of the flats. 
So every flat had an allotment, which they could obviously uh, grow their own produce and share it with the other occupants, like as we do now in Matson Lodge. You know, I've got a little bit of garden. My kitty up above, um, he's got a bit of a garden. And whatever we produce, we try to share with the with our little flat. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, and so you've been back in Matson for, for a good uh, few years? Since the 2000s. Yeah. I was given a flat then. And you, why did you decide to come back? Just because that's where you were? Well, I mean, obviously they offered me a flat in mm. Matson and I was happy to come back to Matson. Yeah. I've got a lot of friends through rugby and uh, a lot of friends in Matson. In what ways do you think it's changed? Um, it's slightly changed because when we grew up in the 50s, 60s or whatever, you had a little bit of respect for the elderly people, but uh, at the moment there seems to be no respect for the elderly. There's no, you know, unless you're streetwise, which obviously I, I am a little bit streetwise, um, it, it could be very intimidating mm. with uh, antisocial behaviour, drugs and stuff like that. But uh, it's just a shame. Do you still feel like there's that sense of community? There's still kind of Yeah, there is. Community. I mean, there is in our block. I've got a lot of friends in Matson, as I said. Um, if I can help them in any way, I, I do. Obviously, I've got elderly people across the road, and if she has any problems with her house, obviously, she's lost her hus- husband. I go, like, yesterday, her fence blew down, so I went over and refixed it back up, just to help her out. I think the, the elderly people realise, the ones who've always been in Matson, they've got a hell of a lot of... Uh, their own community, or obviously there's not a community centre as such. Mm. Obviously the Redwell Centre used to be, I think, was Matson Community Centre at one time. That's gone by the boy now. So are there many people here that you remember from when, you know, people you went to school with? People. Well, I, obviously I went to school in Tuffy, so, yeah. um, uh, but I can remember uh, Philip Erica. He, he lived in Matson on our block. Do you think many people, lots of people have stayed or left? Yeah, I think there's, there is a lot of people who have actually stayed within the community because obviously their parents are still in the community. And if they've gone anywhere, they've only they've only gone to, say, the likes of Abbeydale. They're not moved far far away from their parents. So what what's great about Matson? What do you love about it? Well, I know it because he, um, well, not because it's just handy for me. There's, there's local shops uh, which are very good with prices. Obviously, across the road, you've got Morrison's. I've got the ski centre, if I want to go to the ski centre. I play golf, so I'm on, a member of Gloucester Golf Club, which is on my doorstep. Gymnasium, if you wanted to join uh, the hotel uh, with a swimming pool. What I always notice about Matson is it's like it's so close to the countryside. It's like, it's well, that's like, you it. Know. Countryside's on your doorstep. You can go up to the Romsville Hill. Uh, obviously, there's a nature park round off Reservoir Road. Uh, you can go in there. I think they do uh, trips with children. Where they can take them to pond dipping and the sheep, they've always. Oh, been and there. the sheep, the sheep. Uh, they're doing a great job at the golf club at the moment. They're keeping the head of the greenkeepers, <laughs> nipping all the grass. All right. Well, thank you very much for talking to me. That's, that's it fine. Was great to meet Thank you, Don, for that. Um, sadly, Don recently lost his wife, so we are sending our sincere condolences um, and we really hope that the community of Matson is supporting you at this time. Um, now, if you have any experiences of Matson um, or stories that you want to share with us, we really want to hear more from local residents and we really want to uh, give local people a voice on the podcast. So please get in touch at radiomatson at gmail.com or message us on the Space podcast Facebook page. 
Um, now that's the end of this episode. I just want to say a massive thank you to Kieran, my amazing producer, um, and also to our funders who are GL Communities, Gloucestershire Gateway Trust and Gloucester City Homes. Um, I hope you enjoyed the show and please like and subscribe and uh, listen again next time. Thanks. <laughs>